Well, I <laughs> one of one of those uh, one of those n rough nights that the sharks look like they had things going for them, and then it just gets away from them again. Sharks lose in overtime to the Desert Dogs, and Phil Flippin Kessel does it again. My goodness. Talk about transferring ownership papers from Hasso Plattner to Phil Kessel. We'll talk about that and more, and we'll have some things to say. We think this is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, May 8th, 2021. The San Jose Sharks lose in overtime. Hey, they got a point. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. As they lose to the Desert Dogs in the final time, they are division rivals. So welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We invite you to... Uh, be a part of the show and teal together and interact with fellow hockey fans around the world in our super chat on the YouTube page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. You wanted us to embrace the 90s. I don't know if I could embrace the 90s more than this, folks. Sharks lose like they would in the 90s. Fired a 4 in overtime to the Arizona Coyotes. Pleased to be joined in Candyland by Ian Reed. So, uh, Ian, I, I hope you have something all nice and sweet for us to say. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I got plenty of sweet things to say. I see, um, just looking in the chat here, me and Big Bird going to throw down already. So that's a good start to the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, this is going to be a good show, isn't it? It's going to be a good one. And usually, <laughs> usually I, I know people are here for uh, for uh, the, the Ian rants. I, I, I don't know. We might we might have some. We may not. But uh, we'll we'll get into it overall as the Sharks finish up their last uh, game against uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Again, they will the Coyotes will be going to the Central Division next year if everything goes back to normal we'll see but uh final time we'll have a boatload of desert dog references so for you people out there who are part of the drinking game and are at home safely and not out enjoying the night um desert dogs desert dogs desert dogs desert dogs we are going to go off the hook with that but first the coyotes kind of got off the hook a little early as uh Mel Melnichuk. Melnichuk, yeah. Chuk. You know. Chuk. So, all I'm saying is, Sharks, if you're watching, I know you like some of my e ideas. All I'm saying is, time to break out those Chi Chu whistles. Choo oh my goodness. Choo. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, wasn't working out too well for Melnichuk early on in his first NHL start as Christian Dvorak would, you know, uh, would get two goals. In the first period, uh, but they were, uh, you know, sandwiched between uh, uh, Rudolph's Balsers getting his eighth, Shonlesky getting his second assist on the night, 
and then uh, Kevin LeBanc doing something good. So uh, not too bad. Yeah, for the first twenty. It was, it was, it was like it was a fun game, right? Like um, defense was kind of optional for the most part. Like there's a ton of shots, a ton of just end-to-end rushes and like end-to-end goals and like. It was um it, it definitely you you saw a lot of obviously players like it was definitely a Sharkakuda lineup and it looked like the on the other side they had a few um, guys that were just getting some experience as well and the game kind of reflected that it was it was pretty you know it was a pretty wide open affair um a lot of back and forth action it was a fun game like I I, I you could we've watched worse games than this one oh, this yeah. year for sure. No, we, we've seen a lot worse. We've seen ugly ones get out of hand early. Yeah, they let in a goal the first five minutes, but uh, they came back. And I, and I thought that, that uh, you know, was nice to see. But, you know, like, like Zach is saying in here, mm-hmm. Timo and LeBanc showing up at the wrong time in the season. Uh, I mean, Myers had three goals uh, in in his last three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, okay, great way to pad your stats there. And you could say the same thing for Eric Carlson uh, with the guys just, you know, showing up for garbage goals. But what are you going to do though? So we're going to, we're going to crap on, exactly. we're going to crap on those guys. And then we're going to, we're going to give a Barabon of a hand job all show. Like <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Wow. Well, no, really though. Like you can't, you can't have it both term. ways. No, of course not. You can't you can't have it both ways because the thing is is that you know, you can give kudos for Barabanov for showing up for everything and we'll get to him in a little bit, but then you know, you have Meyer and LeBanc. Like Timo Meyer, at least like Timo Meyer like that goal by Timo Meyer was the kind of stuff like that you know, that you wanna see from Timo Meyer. It was the kind of stuff that when we were all super high on Timo Meyer, like that was the kind of stuff he was doing. Um, so, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get down on him for finally. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you have liked to seen that earlier in the season? Sure. But I'm not going to get down on him for finally, you know, I like, you hope that all you, all you can do at this point is hope that you can, you know, get guys a look and, and, you know, look at guys on different lines and stuff and try and get some idea what the hell you're going to do with this team next year, depending on what the lineup looks like. I'm not, I'm not going to get mad. Like, I mean, I could come on here and I guess I could rant on how Timo Meyer sucked all year, but I mean, like there was a lot of problems with the team this year, right? It's not like, Oh, well, you know, Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc are the reasons that the team sucks. No, I mean, it's the whole team sucked. The team sucked this year because the whole team sucked for, for long stretches. Right. And like, so I'm not going to get mad when Timo Meyer does something finally that you think you know, he's supposed to finally do. Oh, yeah. And, it, and, I mean, good on him for finding his scoring touch. He definitely looked like... Meyer definitely felt like he was feeling it tonight. Uh, yeah. And it was probably one of his better games all season, uh, in, in my mind. And, and LeBanc, I, I, I really liked his goal. He he could have gone around. Instead, he kind of turned in, used Chikrin as, as the screen. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know... And then can we can we, can we can we side can we sidetrack for a minute here? Oh, you can go right ahead. Okay, awesome. So <laughs> a lot of this, I know, 
Oh, a lot of the chat. I'm seeing a lot of Tortorella talk in the oh, chat. You guys think you want Tortorella until fucking Tomas Hurdles on the fourth line for six games. Like, I, I don't think Doug Wilson would bring Tortorella here to begin with. And I look at, and I'm not saying Tortorella is a terrible coach. I think there's a lot of things that he does well, but he's also, you know, he's also alienated star players in things. So you guys think you're going to bring him in, right? And oh, and yeah, fuck that Eric Carlson guy and fuck that Mark Edward Vlasic guy until it's a guy like Tomas Hurdle, which we all seem to universally love still, right? True. Like, do you want to run like that? That would be my concern is, you know, like I like what I like what Barabanov's doing right now. But, you know, I mean, look what he has fucking Patrick Liney doing in, in there right now. And starting on the do fourth. Do you really line. want that for Tomas Hurdle? Because that's like, because again, you know, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, he might stick it to Kevin LeBanc and we can all be super jacked about it. But, you know, it might also happen to Tomas Hurdle or Mario Ferraro or, right? Like, y you like it when it's when it's guys you don't like, but, you know, are you going to be equally ecstatic when it's Tomas Hurdle and Mario Ferraro in the doghouse and run out of town? Because that's what you'll get. It won't just be the guys you don't like. But I, I and maybe you know, and maybe that's the you know, maybe there's an argument for culture change there for sure. But like, there's you know, Tortorella comes with with some positive. I'm not saying again. I don't think he's a terrible coach. I just think as this team's currently constructed, he's not the coach for this team. <sighs> Unless he, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe maybe he is because maybe you know. He'll come in and, and guys like Vlasic will wave their no moves and, you know, and <laughs> you completely scorched earth the place. But um, but I I don't think I, I don't see the fit now. Maybe I, I understand why some people want him here again. It'd be cool for him to come and, you know, kick the guy around that you don't like. But, you know, it's it's not only going to be the guys you don't like. And then eventually it'll be like, again, Tomas Hurdle on your fourth line or, or healthy scratched. And I would love to see this fan base react to that. Because I don't think we all just suddenly turn on Hurdle because Torts decides he doesn't like him. Right. Now, maybe that doesn't happen, but it could. I I just can't see it. I, I really couldn't see yeah. it. Yes, I want I want Torts back. I want Torts in coaching, and I want Jones, like, not only in net, I want him extended so he's here as long as Vlasic. Yeah, that, that those are the things that I want for this team so desperately. Yeah. Now, the coach on the other bench tonight, uh, you know, Pashelka tweeted out something saying that there's it's not looking super positive for his future there. Obviously, new GM, new GM usually wants their guys. Um, you know, there's there's a guy that I would be interested in. I think he's done some some good things. Um, to this, you know, on that Coyotes bench. Um, I'm not, you know, again, is that the answer? Because if people are be like, well, the Coyotes aren't a playoff team either, Ian, what, what the hell? But I think they play with a lot more structure than the Sharks team plays with. I don't know. Something to consider. Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, we can... We can slowly move on, and, and we'll, okay. we'll we'll te we'll tease this and say, um, 
Aaron Portsline of The Athletic has reported that Tortorella will not return to the Columbus Blue Jackets next season. They're winning his coach in franchise history, let's mind you of that. But also, they're at a crossroads in, in that sense. Is like, do you give up Patrick Laine, who a few years ago was was getting compared to being better than Austin Matthews? Obviously, that's changed drastically over time, especially with the trade, uh, you know, going uh, and to echo your point, it's like, do you really want Hurdle there? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Tortorella and Kane will, will get along just fine too. You know. Oh, I, they and probably the would. Thing. I mean, he, but the, his systems like stifle offensive players, right? And and look at and and I want to I want to make something very clear here because I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Ian says that Turtle like Hurdle is a great two way center. Like he does. It's not like Hurdle can't play defense. Hurdle can play defense, and I'm not saying that he couldn't. I'm just saying that, you know, obviously when, like, Patrick Line is a little more one-dimensional than Tomas Hurdle. Yes. Like, I, I, I want to I make this clear, and I want to make sure that, because I know there's some people out there that are listening, maybe listening after the fact now, or, or watching this going, well, what the, what are you trying, like, what, why, why Hurdle? And I'm not, I'm not saying that they would have issues, but they could. They could. Right? Like, I'm just saying, like, Tortorella is, really rubbed a lot of his players the wrong way Mm -hmm. and it's fine and i understand that people you know people want accountability and they want action taken but they probably won't like it so much when it's a player they like and that's all i'm trying to say i just use hurdle as an example because hurdle seems to be the only guy on this team that everyone still loves yeah for sure (laughs) right and that's the only reason i use hurdle as an example because everyone else on the team you know you'll you'll get mixed camps but like Hurdle and Ferraro, like those are guys that we all still love. Like they're they're still gold to us, and that's all I'm saying. And, and that's the thing, you know, <laughs> you they're going to be fan favorites, and then there's going to be your anti fan favorites, Eric Carlson. And and the thing is, is that you know, some got, some guys will be rubbed the wrong way, and the others yep. will be, you know, like ain't care, you know. So. Uh, that's that's where I see it, but I don't see if you make a coaching change. I just I don't I okay, Kate, and that's the other thing, right? If Doug Wilson makes another coaching change, right. like the third in three years, hmm, maybe he Something shouldn't be the general stupid. manager anymore. Because how do you not like? How do you not get that right after three tries? Right, right. Like who else in this league would get a, would have the the carte blanche from man, like from ownership to just fire three people to do the exact same job in three years. Like I'm not. And that's the reason why I don't think, I think it's kind of a moot point because I don't think Bugner is going anywhere because Doug Wilson can't fire Bugner now without putting the magnifying glass squarely on himself. Right. And this is his fourth head. This let's see McClellan, DeBoer, Bugner. If you fire, if you were to fire Bugner, I mean, it, he would be bringing in his fourth head coach in his tenure, and like yeah, you said, because Ron Wilson wasn't his coach, right? Right, right, right. Ron okay. was brought in when uh, when uh, Dean Lombardi was still around. So uh, if you want to say yeah. you you would be bringing in his fifth, technically, you know that's another thing, and, and that's you know kudos to you for having a heck of a job of getting you know of staying in the same organization, let alone 
as a general manager in the NHL to hire four or five general managers. Yeah, you can't fire another coach. Like if 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 Bugner wasn't your guy, he shouldn't have been your guy coming into the season. You can't fire him at this point. Like I mean, I, and that's not me giving Bugner a vote of confidence here. I'm just those are just facts. Yeah, you can't like Doug Wilson cannot fire Bob Bugner this summer and not like if he fired Bob Bugner this summer, like the only way Bob Bugner should get fired is if Doug Wilson is following him out the door or up the ladder or whatever the hell you want to do. Right. Right. Cause that's, that's the reality of it. Like you can't, how do you, how does he get to do that? Like he, he doesn't, that's the, that's the answer. Right. Uh, Kevin, I thought Lombardi was fired when Sutter was fired. No, no. Uh, Sutter was fired near the end of November of 2002. And he brought in, uh, well, he was actually co-coach with Cap Raider for a game. So kudos to Doug Wilson for being the only undefeated coach in Sharks franchise history. Uh, <laughs> but he also brought in, uh, but uh, Dean Lombardi brought in Ron Wilson uh, in December, and he was fired in March of 2000. Yeah, I, I seem to remember that's the deadline. how that went down. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my recollection of it, too. So that's what you will be looking at indeed for that. But um, we'll get we'll get to that because, you know, I, I do want to pick your brain on on a lot of things tonight, Ian, before, uh, you know, as you make your your swan song on the after dark here uh, for the season. Let's emphasize for the season. We aren't losing him to uh, NBC Sports unless there's something you need to tell us. Okay, I guess not. All right, let's move onward to uh, to the second period now. <laughs> With that, uh, Timo Meyer, like we said, Timo Meyer showing up, uh, you know, with a uh, nice power move, nice feed from LeBanc. Good to see those guys getting together, doing something good uh, to make it three-two. Uh, you know, a little over five minutes into the uh, into the uh, Second period. What did you, again? What did you think of Timo tonight, uh, uh, and some of his playmaking abilities? I, I like Timo. I mean, again, like I get the I get the frustration. Like, where was this earlier in the season? It's weird. Like, I don't, I don't. It's it's weird that you you would think this line would like, this line would be a recipe for disaster right now. Um considering like I was really like when they when I saw the line I'm like oh they're gonna put Marlowe up there and Marlowe's gonna center those guys well rip um but no actually <laughs> it's been pretty good um surprisingly surprisingly good and I don't know if like it's weird because like I don't think Marlowe's been particularly great these last two games um and I don't again I don't you know I don't think he's been particularly good but but that line has played really well and I don't know if it's just because those guys like both him and Rudy Balsers are are taking more um are, are trying to carry more of the load than they normally would with Couture on their line right um I, I'm not sure what it is like it, it's it's a really it's a really weird thing but um both of those guys I thought their last two games have been really really good yeah and uh they looked good I think uh the last two games in this series They've looked good. You know, the the Hurdle King Bonov, you know, line, um, you know, kind of 
kind of took a little bit of a step back, I thought, in this series. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have been putting more focus on them, if anything. And it's good to see that the other ones would be, uh, you know, the other guys are, are stepping up. So, Yeah. Um, again, you know, Barabonov had another great game. Like, that guy... Uh, that guy needs to be on the roster next year. Um, there's no way around it. Um, and again, I don't think it's going to cost you a whole lot to do either. No. Like, I really don't think like this is. It, it's going to be an easy. It's going to be an easy, cost-efficient signing that you hope. You know, you just hope that you get uh, this consistently going forward. If you do, I mean, what a what a what a snag. Yeah. Uh, hashtag no free ads, but thanks for joining us, Carl's Jr. Appreciate that you like our <laughs> great stream. Uh, you and Kevin can discuss on why the $6 burger is more than $6, uh, in, in, in our chat. We don't, we're good. Yeah, just I keep, just keep it classy. Uh, so Meyer makes it three, two. And then, you know, Jan Yannick, who got his first NHL goal in a empty netter has a, a to me, what a shot this one was. I got to the, yeah, point- and I don't think it was intentional because of the way it knuckled into the net, right. but I mean, like if it was intentional, it is a hell of a shot. Like the hell of a pick, right? Um, for for a shot, um, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was you know it was probably luck, but I mean they don't ask you how; they just ask you how many. Yeah, and I liked I liked I like uh, how uh, why why am I why is my mind going blank here for our goaltender? You know, Melnichuk to uh to kind of like try to use his head like let me get my head over a little bit oh damn it come on i mean he had the rest of the net like there was like i said if it was intentional it was a hell of a shot yeah so uh no carl's jr you're fine just enjoy the stream we we no you're good you know you're good uh but yannick makes it three three after you know 40 minutes and you're going in like you know Total of 58 shots. We are just going to town. We're, it, this could be a, like that St. Louis game, 7-6. And then everything changed in the third period because everybody started to coach a little bit more again. Uh, however, Connor Garland kind of you know, mirrors Timo Meyer's power move. Uh, gets by a uh, late-breaking Eric Carlson, uh, who kind of lets him go Ole right to Melnichuk and gets past him to make it Four three. I, I was. I didn't like that one a bit, and I don't think that was Melnichuk's fault in, per se. Yeah, I mean, look, Melnichuk wasn't great tonight. I mean, he did face a ton of shots. Um, I, you know what? Here, here's the thing with Melnichuk, right? Because I know a lot of people are are I, uh, earlier in the chat. You know, it's like, oh well, got to keep Martin Jones. Clearly, no, you don't. You, here's the thing, right? Like Melnichuk, I didn't really have much expectations coming in, so. I had no expectations. He didn't, you know, he didn't hurt any expectations I had for him. I, he's been okay for the Barracuda this year, right? Like it's still his first year in North America, first year playing on North American ice. Like he needs, there's, he's going to need time. Like that there's, he wasn't coming into Jordan Bennington, this shit. Um, (laughs) He needs time. Right. And so it's fine. Like, did I think that he, should have started like he that he's done anything on the Barracuda worthy just and and I've only seen him on the Barracuda very limitedly I, I should point that out as well um Kevin Lacey's going to be far more versed on him than I am but <laughs> based on based on our conversations like I 
just didn't have high expectations for him starting this game, right? Right. Um, and I thought he was fine. Like, he was fine. Was he great? No. Is he, you know, is he the starting goalie next year? No. Is he the starting goalie never? I, I'm not there yet. It's one game, right? It's... Like, it's it's one game. I'm not worried. You know, give him another year. Um, give him another year, right? And and we'll and we'll go we'll go from there, and then we'll start getting more concerned. Like, Kozenash hasn't been super impressive either. Let's be honest. Does that mean you can't buy out Jones and find a stopgap? Right. No, I'm not saying that you have to. No one's saying that you have to get rid of Jones and throw these guys to the wolves. You don't have to do that. Can Kozenash be the backup next year? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. But, you know, like, okay, so Melnichuk isn't the guy, Chuk, sorry, isn't the guy today. Okay, that's fine. I'm not worried. Like, let him let him develop more. He, he needs more time in the, in the oven. And, right. and that's fine. Like, it's fine. I, I I don't think so. Let's circle back to Jones now. So neither of these guys can be the starter next year. You're right. Does that mean you keep Jones? No. <laughs> Why? Like, what are you going to do? Get rid of that cap hit and find a stopgap. You can find another guy that can play the goal. Look at the Sharks aren't going back to the Stanley Cup final next year. I hate to burst your bubble. So you don't need to solve. They get, again, I've said this on the last one. I've said this a hundred times. The Sharks have some problems, but you don't need to solve them all at once. And there's not one thing that's going to make it all better. But just because one thing doesn't make it all better doesn't mean you should do nothing because doing nothing will definitely not make anything no. better. You have to, you know, you have to start working on the building blocks to move to next year. Well, the foundation's rotten. So let's start taking those pieces out of the ground. And Jones is the easiest place to start. Uh, well, in, in the middle of that, we had a number of comments. Uh, Deuces Shula saying, Melnicek playing his first year of North America hockey. We don't know about his potential f for at least another year, which is essentially what you were saying. Uh, yeah, you know, but but considering what uh, some people took, you know, Satan saying, "Wow, Ian hates Melnichuk." Confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> confirmed. Ian hates Ian hates all goalies. It doesn't matter who you are. If you are a goalie on this team, I hate you. Um, if if you're not too far how off. Many now, how many years have we been doing this now? Uh, this is this is full season number six. Jesus. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I could see why you would get that from the show. <laughs> Ian just hates goalies. Um, well, no, if, I if they can show up and, you know, be be fairly decent, it'd be nice. I mean, who were the goalies when we had the show, though? Yummy. Staylock. Oh, Alex. I love Alex Staylock. What are you talking about? Martin Jones. Um... Martin Jones. And I wasn't always like, it's funny because like I thought, wow, you know, Ian, I've, I and I haven't always like a lot of people like, oh, Ian's just always hated Jones. It's not even true because like. I've gone back because we're because we're because for those that don't know, we're we're bringing back Teal to glasses and, and to prep to prep for that. I went back and listened to other shows. And shockingly, I didn't always hate Martin Jones. I expressed concerns about Martin Jones on a previous show uh, on on old shows. But I was I was never like fully, you know, it, it took me a couple of years to get fully off the 
off the Jones train. Like, but I mean, but th- that train's so far off the rails now. Like, I, if I had my way, Jones or has already started his last game in TO. Like, he doesn't play against Vegas because who the hell cares at this point? In fact, I would play, you know, hell, <laughs> I'd play Melnichuk again um, against Vegas just to drop the tank in. But uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Shaka GRC fifty three asking who does Stalak play for right now? The Oilers, yes. Although uh, I know he's had some um, heart issues uh, from COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it's going to be okay. Uh, and and Alden's saying there was one that you did like Optimus Rhyme. I love Grimer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. James Reimer. I love James Reimer. Um, Dave Victoria asked, but if you but if you know you're going to suck next year, doesn't it make sense to keep Jones another year? So, I mean, you could. I, I, and I, I understand that argument. I, I understand that argument. I, I do get it. I just think that if you are I, I try to look at it from all angles. Right. So now I personally, I am 3000 miles away from the team. So I am obviously not a season ticket holder. I just, I don't know how you sell tickets next year with Jones and net. Like you have to, you have to start making moves that show that you are trying to rectify the situation and riding Jones another year. Just from that perspective, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. Like you want to see that the team is doing something to say, yeah, this is screwed up and we need to fix this. If they just ride the same team next year, I don't know how you sell tickets on that. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Indeed. Uh, that's that's the catch, which I get what you're saying, David, but at the same time, you need something. And, and the thing is, is that you, you got to see a little bit of what, they, what the Sharks have. Is it all NHL ready? No. Can they be serviceable? Maybe. So. Yeah, I, I just I think from like I, I do I do get that. I, I do get that argument, though. Like I, I, I do get that argument of, you know, if you're going to suck anyway, why not? You know, and I, I do. I agree. Like you could um, get a little bit less of a bio penalty. I just I don't know how you sell that to this fan base. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be tough. It would be tough. And, you know, another thing, too, is from Eric Carlson, PJ48, saying Carlson just needs to act like a veteran leader. You can't take shifts off when you make $11.5 million per year. Drew Amanda quoted Daryl Sutter a couple of games ago. Hard work is expected. And I think that kind of sends the sentiment to all the Sharks. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you need to show up every game. And there were times this season they didn't. Yeah, and and so from from things like like from that perspective, I understand that the God we must bring Tortorella in crowd. I get it from that perspective. Like I said, right. it's just you got to be careful what you wish for there because that can go a hundred different ways. And, and he will be eighteen years removed from winning a cup. And yeah. what is he, you know, and he, he's, he's going to be, when he comes here, he'll be at least seven, eight years removed from, uh, you know, from playing or from coaching in a Stanley Cup final, uh, you know, and, and the thing is too, there's some frustration 
with the fan base, and it's not just us. I mean, oh Jim, no, no, for sure. Uh, Jim A and FLA. I mean, you you look at the comparison, and while this is kind of a a point blank comparison, it's a true one. Five years ago, Sharks versus Penguins for the Cup. Sharks now bottom five teams. Uh, Penguins still finishing top five. You know, and, yeah, and they um, and they went with, through a general manager change mid season as well. Yeah, I mean, there's still. I mean, they still got two really, really good players that are still like they're pretty good. They're pretty good, and they're and they're not like they're they're not in their prime per se, but they're you know they're not thirty nine either. Right. Well, they're not forty. They're not forty one. Yeah. You know. Right. That's like. I. I. Yeah. I mean. It's 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 good. I mean, but that that happened. Like this was this was gonna happen at some point. Like this, this was always the destination. It was just they got here way sooner than, than I think a lot of us expected them to. I'm sure there's some people that called it right when it happened that oh, this was gonna completely screw things up. I thought there would be some winning before losing. I didn't think we were gonna just fall off a cliff in one year. Well, it, the other thing too, Ian, is that how many for how many years? And you you followed this team as long as I have. How many years did we hear, oh, oh, 09, oh, it's time to blow them up. They're going to have to trade Thornton, Patty. Uh, they got to get rid of Nabokov. And the next mm-hmm. year they go to the Western Conference Final. Oh, okay, we got to get rid of Nabby. Okay, they bring in Nemo. They still get to the Western Conference Final. Well, I mean. You know, they, they extended so their window, you know, for almost a decade. I still, I still stand by, like, when they let Nabokov go, and I know it wasn't a popular decision. Maybe it was at the time. I don't remember. But, like, the money the, the money Nabby wanted was oh, ludicrous yeah. for a goalie. Absolutely ludicrous for a goalie. So it was good that they let him go to, the, like, they they made the right move um, there. I, I still think, like, again, uh, as much as I am not a big fan of Doug Wilson, like, I don't think that, Doug Wilson should get to unmake this mess that he's made. But because I, I just I don't I don't have confidence that he can do it. Like, I, I don't I, I, I you look at what this you look at the mess that he put his this team in. And I, I don't I don't think that he should be the guy to undo it. I don't think because he's a lot of his more recent decisions haven't been great. Like, yes, there's been some, it's not like everything's all bad, right? Like you can't, you know, everyone's like, Oh, well, what about that? You know, that, that Barkley good drove trade, that was pretty good. And getting Barabanov, like, yes, there's still things that the, you know, that he's done particularly well, but I mean, like overall, this team is a disaster and a lot of it's his doing. I completely agree. Um, I, I, I just, am not sure if, if he's going to get that, that I think he's going to get that chance. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, and, and Laurel brings up the point, how many fans will be checked out? I mean, you have COVID. You're you out of the playoffs two years in a row. And up until a couple of weeks ago, you weren't able to bring in fans. This is kind of, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a concern because you do need to get a, a, an incentive for season ticket holders to come back. Yeah, I, I think I think that when things can go back to, to, to somewhat normalcy, and I feel like we're, we're on our way there, right? Like with the rate of vaccination and everything else, like I feel like we're there. 
I, that might help the Sharks a little bit, actually. Although maybe it doesn't. Because I, I think, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm so on the fence about this, but I, I don't know the, 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 the sporting landscape down there. Like, I don't, what's, who's good right now? I guess the the Giants are in first. Baseball's doing good, right? Yeah, Giants are in first place. The A's have been in a good run. Hell, the Earthquakes are 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 at the top of the standings in the MLS. Uh, the Warriors still have their brand new building. Plus Steph Curry, you know, dropping threes, you know, like crazy. Yeah, but they're bad, right? They're they're clinging on to getting into, I guess, what they're doing a play in system. Okay. In the NBA, so honestly, right now. Yeah, but the, they're not like they're the, not like they're not like champion team still, right? So maybe no. maybe that benefits that because I think there's gonna be an element of like when things do finally open wide open again when when it's safe and whatever that I think that might help the Sharks a little bit because people are just gonna want to be out again, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I I mean, so that maybe that helps the Sharks a little bit and. I, I, you know, and based on like the time that they play too, like the season that the, the time of the season that they play, it's not like the Warriors are like this championship juggernaut team that everyone wants to go to, right? So I don't know. Maybe that helps them, but I, I don't think you're selling out. Like I still, oh. I still think you're going to be a long way from selling out. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think you're going to be selling out games like you used to. Uh, I, I think. I think you're gonna have to find ways to get people in the building, though. I the I think the marketing team is gonna have a, a a summer to think about what they can do with it. And honestly, you know, they need it. They they really do because again, I know I'm I'm seeing no foosball talk. I heard football's the devil. <laughs> oh Jesus, we're talking soccer. But the thing is, is that the Giants are in first place. They have a beautiful ballpark. The A's are just a scrappy young team. Brody, you could talk to Brody about how great the A's are, or not. Uh, you know, right. the the Niners have a beautiful stadium and, and look like they're poised to, you know, make a run at things again. Uh, the Warriors have a, you know, a gorgeous new arena, mm -hmm. uh, and the Sharks are. Are the sharks? It'll right be interesting, now. right? Because I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of teams that are going to need to. Um, there's a lot of a lot of sports need to recoup some money right now. So I'm I'm curious to see what the you know I, it's going to depend on a lot of different factors. But I feel like there's going to be a contingent of people that are just going to be so happy to just do this again that, you know, and and maybe you know will that carry them through a whole season? No, obviously, absolutely not. But um, but I think it will, but I think it'll help at least in the short term. And then after that, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's going to be, I, I don't know what, like, again, I don't know the business side of things. Like, I don't know what their season ticket numbers look like. So I don't want to talk out my ass here, but I, I think that they're, you know, they, the Sharks have always had a, a strong contingent of fans. Is it going to sell at the arena? No, but I, I still think they'll do well and i think again like i said people are gonna when things can open up and i feel like we're getting there then i i think people there are people that are going to take advantage of that and maybe that honeymoon might wear off really really quickly but you know um but i but still i mean you know it's not like sports are the only people that have been hurt by this i you know a lot of regular people have been hurt by this and a lot of those regular people buy tickets. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what, 
the season ticket renewals look like and what, um, you know, what things look like going forward for sure. I'm really, really curious as to how that's going to go around, especially, and, and I know Kevin mentioned it, you know, the construction that will begin soon, you know, with the downtown West project surrounding the building that uh, the Sharks have been pretty much against on. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, again, I'm not going to speak to that because I it's not my experience. It's, I, I can't I can't tell you how that's going to be or what the, how that's going to affect things or whatever. So uh, to finish off the, the recap of the game, Barabanov, uh, you know, finds an opening and, and gets it past Hill to tie the game at four four and then Phil fucking Kessel. Yeah, I swore. Phil fucking Kessel <laughs> scores his 10th goal against the Sharks, his 20th of the season. Half of his goals came in eight games against the Sharks. Are you freaking kidding me? But we should bring back Martin Jones, guys. Just letting you know. <laughs> so the Sharks lose this one 5-4 to four in overtime. Uh, you know, the, the tough part is, uh, you know, uh, I know, Kevin, you're super upset about you know the point because... That moved the Sharks ahead of L.A. and Detroit because of that point. Yeah, I mean, that sucks, right? Um, the thing is, is L.A. has uh, three more games to play. So, you know, that's that helps us, right? They, they, them, the, the odds of them getting a point in the next three games, probably pretty good. So that'll help us out a little bit. Um, Detroit's done, so that hurts. Um, so Detroit obviously can't. Uh, get any more points right uh columbus is done so they're stuck in their spot so i mean the best that that can happen for the sharks now is is that la picks up another point or two and uh and and the sharks pick up no more but um the other teams that are you know ottawa um you know ottawa is a team that the that could fall behind the sharks uh but they have again you know they, there's two games left there, so hopefully they pick up another point and the Sharks don't pick up any more. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a key issue here. The Sharks have one game left Wednesday uh, Wednesday night, and please, if you haven't uh, if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. We will have our season finale. I might beg and plead Ian to come back on for one more, uh, <laughs> you know, one more night to uh, go over this, this season. Uh, but, you know, looking at Looking at the standings right now, if I can get them back on here, you know the the Sharks have one game left. Uh, let's yeah. go league wise. Uh, the, you know, and I and, and Ian done. wants Belichick to burn. I put him put him back in it against know, Vegas. What could possibly go wrong? Vancouver has seven games. I mean, if if they can if they can get eight points, they can leapfrog the Sharks. In there, so you know, be interesting to see that one. New Jersey has one left. Calgary has five. Calgary has five games left. Yeah, like it's so, not all is not lost. Like yes, getting a point tonight sucks. Don't get me wrong; like it absolutely sucks. But um, yeah, like, but yeah, I mean, look at like it's all is not lost. Calgary could could go ahead of the Sharks. L.A. could go ahead of the Sharks, uh, and you know, and and then they're sitting pretty again and. No one cares about Arizona because Arizona doesn't have a draft pick. Yeah, and that's that's the quick that's the interesting thing about that. So let's do it right now. We'll get it out of the way. Okay. 
All right, we're, we're going to go for it. All right, let me reset here. So we're resetting. We're going to hit the... Oh, uh, Tankathon. I know what we're doing. Yeah, it's the old simulation. There we go. What do we get? We get... <laughs> Second night in a row, folks. I know it's a simulator, but... There you go. Sharks win the draft lottery. That's the second night in a row. Yes. Let's go. All right. Uh, Rob Ivan with the Super Chat donation. Of course, if you use the Super Chat donation, it goes to support the show. Uh, it really hel helps us out with uh, keeping the costs down out of our own pocket. So uh, saying, uh, speaking of other drafts, what sweeteners do you feel comfortable sacrificing for Seattle to take Brent Burns? I don't think the sharks are going to expose them. That's, but that's my thoughts. Uh, if, oh gosh, what, what sweeteners do I feel comfortable losing? Oh, I don't know. Cause you're obviously going to have to give up like a, I don't know. I mean, do you give up like a low end prospect and like a second round pick to go over there? I mean, Oof, you give no, like I don't know. I, I some guy. I, 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 I think it's I think it's a moot point because I don't think the sharks are going to expose him. Okay. I I don't think he's going to get exposed. Um, would I expose him if I was GM? Yes. Um, would I throw a sweetener in to get rid of him? Gosh, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, you're probably gonna have to throw away a pick, probably a second. Yeah, it sounds that sounds reasonable. I mean, you don't give up your first to do it, obviously. Um, prospect in a second. Yeah, that's that probably sounds about right. What prospect do you throw that way? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, there's there's certain guys that I think are are absolutely not absolutely untouchable, but I'd be more annoyed to see go than others. Um, I just and I I don't know I. I, I don't know if Seattle would Seattle. Yeah. I feel like if he was exposed, Seattle might look at him again. Like if you go back and you look, if you know, go Google Vegas's expansion draft. And I know Laurel's going to get mad. Cause I'm going to talk about Vegas for a second. So I apologize <laughs> to Laurel, but, and I've said this a hundred times because it's the truth. Like Vegas didn't have to eat bad contracts to make floor. I think they took one like Clarkson, right? Uh-oh. Hang on, Ian. Uh, I think we lost you for a moment. Hey, all right, Ian, are you Am still there? Yeah, you're back. Go ahead and say what you were saying. Yeah, My I'm, bad. Sorry, Skype's been a douche tonight. I'm just saying that that Seattle, uh, Seattle, Vegas didn't have to eat a bunch of bad contracts to hit the floor. They'll hit the floor naturally doing the expansion draft. Um I don't know. I, 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 I will be shocked. Like, I'm really curious. I think that's the thing I'm most looking forward to uh, this offseason expansion draft because I think it's fascinating. But I'm really curious to see who the Sharks expose because I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be something. I, I, I mean, it's going to be, we're either going to be surprised or we're going to go, hmm, interesting, really. Not, yeah. not expecting that, you know. 
uh, Laurel saying he AOL'd because he said Vegas, ha. Huh? It's true. I started talking about <laughs> Vegas, and my, my Skype connection says, oh, F you. Yeah, no kidding. Vegas talking guy. Um, <laughs> uh, there was something in there. Uh, Deuce the Shoeless, would you give up two second rounders for them to take Jones? They, you could offer them the moon, and they're not taking Jones. <laughs> like, no one's taking that contract. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not they're not going to take that contract. I don't think they're going to take even if even if it was to take the contract and buy him out. But I don't see that. I don't foresee it. Yeah, I, I love how on the front page of Cap Friendly, it says popular buyouts. And, and you, you see guys like James Neal, Anthony D'Angelo and Miko <laughs> Koskinen, Parisi. I mean, Vertanen for many reasons, Louis Erickson for many reasons. And then, of course, Martin Jones and Jeff Skinner. Like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. So we steer away from all of those folks. So we are at 20 uh, likes. I Since uh, I think AJ has taken the night off, lucky him, uh, let me see if there is a Venmo donation. I don't see Jerry in the chat, so uh, I'm dun, not dun, sure. Dun. We, 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 might, we might be on the outside looking in, so we'll see. Uh, I kind of wonder... You know, uh, let's see. Look for Teal Town USA. This, uh, one day ago, yes. Uh, thanks, Laurel, for for the uh, new mic cord. By the way, for that, I don't see one from from Teal Town. So uh, y you're kind of SOL, but we'll. But I know we cut into it. But yeah, again, uh, John Tortorella likely not to return to uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, yes, and check your Venmo. Okay. Well, apparently Jerry, Jerry's personally, you know, he's fun. He's fun. He's fun to reach the, around. He's fun to the reach around so much this season. I mean, Jerry. I mean, a lot of a lot of our viewers. We appreciate each and every one absolutely. Of you because, uh, we we can't do this without you. And the other night, uh, or last night, Can I should I say, we hit. I'm gonna we, do it. You gonna do it? We we yeah. had 2,300 subscribers. So thank you very much. And please, please, we ask you, tell all your friends, even if they're not Sharks fans, to join us. Uh, we'll be doing a lot, I think, during the uh, offseason uh, for the Sharks. And we'll definitely do be doing something for playoffs. I know we, we love doing our prediction shows. Uh, yeah. I yeah. There's two more Puck Knowledge episodes, including tomorrow night. Like Ian said, now, Ian, is it going to be on this channel? Yes. Okay. Teal Tinted Glasses will be on this channel. I mean, you love to see it. I'll be begging Ian, you know, when he's bored, if he needs another person, I will pretend to. I love the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, we can yeah. cam ward this bitch all the time. Absolutely. So with that, Ian, it's all you, bud. All right. Uh, Rangers beat the Boston Bruins by a score of five to four. Um, Rangers, you know, riding it out, riding out the string. Uh, Buffalo holds Pittsburgh Penguins to a single goal. One nothing. Uh over Buffalo, Pittsburgh wins. Uh, Ottawa beats the Winnipeg Jets 4-2. to two. Yes. That's New York it. Islanders take care of business against the New Jersey Devils, winning 5-1. to one. Washington beats the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime 2-1. And I just think it's awesome that, like, every game that Tom Wilson has played since that crazy stupidity in New York, it feels like he gets hurt every game. And I think that's just karma. Karma's a bitch. Can I say, add one thing about that Ottawa game? Yeah. Tim Stutzla, hat trick. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, Tim Suits a hat lit. Warning: hat-lit. somebody might be pressed on technologists tomorrow night. We're just saying. Go on. Oh Lord. man. Uh, Florida Panthers beat Tampa Bay five to one, uh, getting ready for their playoff series, which I think is going to be great. I love when like regional. Yes. rivals get to play each other i think it surprised me that it's been i mean it doesn't surprise me because the panthers have been garbage and for the most part um but like for the panthers and uh, lightning to be playing for the first time in the playoffs i think that's really really cool uh columbus uh tried to help the sharks uh and then the sharks screwed it up beating detroit <laughs> five to four uh in overtime the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens by a score of three to two and clinched the first place in their division. Um, Montreal, again, just going to completely back into the playoffs and then watch them beat the Leafs or something stupid like that, because oh, that's God. so NHL, right? Like I, I have not, I don't remember a team ever backing into the playoffs as badly as Montreal is right now. I'll say the Oh nine sharks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Nashville. Three to one over the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, clinching up their uh, playoff spot. Unfortunately, wow. uh, Dallas made a hell of a run to try and get back into it. But uh, considering everything that Dallas went through this year, I think, I mean, it's obviously disappointing for them be, going from being, you know, the Western Conference champion to uh, not making the playoffs this year. Like, that's obviously a disappointment. But I think considering all the things that happened to them this year, not a bad finish. I, you know, they finished pretty strong. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they look when I assume the divisions will realign to their normal alignments next year. But stay tuned. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately for the Dallas Stars, they are out. Nashville is in. Um, and, uh, you know, that's also probably a preview of their first round matchup. So or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Carolina, uh, Nashville, that, that would be yeah. the first round matchup. I don't have my I have my standings in league standing right now, so I'm I'm gonna screw up. Uh, Minnesota beat the Anaheim Ducks four to three in overtime. Um, again, you know, uh, Vegas four to one over the St. Louis Blues, and Colorado beat LA three to two. And also, Connor McDavid gets his hundredth point because Connor McCheat code uh, oh as God. the Edmonton Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks by a score of four to three. Uh, Connor McDavid, like, it's just stupid how many points he's put together. And the thing that really blows my mind about it is, like, the company he's in and scoring is not like it used to be. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, back then, like, yeah, there was a little bit more wide open, um, like, in the 80s. But, like, the 90s, it was jet ski across the blue line. Um, And, of course, the game that we all watched, the Arizona Coyotes beat the sharks in overtime by a score of five to four five to four yeah i mean it's i mean Connor mcdavid wow 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 rob's and... saying bugner will be brought back as a lame duck coach i'm pretty sure bugner has another year on his contract after next I year am, i believe that's correct of course the terms of this contract are not disclosed but um, i'm pretty sure three. yeah no i i, I I don't know. And again, you know, it, the, a lot of things going in is that you see what what the Panthers have done after Bugner and, and it just makes you wonder at times. But Panthers are, are loaded up a little bit more, I think, than, than the Sharks, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, um, they're also they're They're an incredible coach team, too. Like Quenville's a great coach. 
AEW passed on, on him. Okay, gotta let that go. Yeah, like if there, like there, there's like there was a guy if the, the, if you want to like, like that that's that is like a big name guy retried guy that I would be like yeah bring that guy to San Jose but uh, you know we'll see. Yeah. Obviously he's not coming but no. Um, but but yeah of of all the coaches like past and present that you know I, I wish the Sharks would have jumped on when he was available he's definitely up there. Uh, there is one more game we can talk about. Ooh, Barracuda! And that would be your San Jose Barracuda, who played at T-Mobile Arena today, taking on the Henderson Silver Knights. That's right, the, the Knights had a doubleheader of themselves. No confirmation if anybody complained about the ice in that one. But the Silver Knights beat the CUDA 5-3 in this one. Ozzy Weisblatt with a, a two-point game. Uh, he got a goal and assist. Uh, so, you know, kudos to him on that one. But uh, three straight goals, uh, you know, early on in the game kind of did the uh, the CUDA in on this one. Uh, Danny O'Regan uh, getting another goal against the CUDA. It's like he, he has a vendetta of it. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see as the CUDA gets set to prep for the playoffs uh, as they begin a Pacific Division tournament. I believe that's starting on the 18th, if I'm not Yeah, mistaken. I'm excited for that, actually. Yeah, I am too. That'll be uh, fun. We'll, we'll see if we'll do... We may break out Barracuda after dark. We'll, we'll see Ooh. if... Uh, it, especially if they advance into the... Um, into the uh, past the play-in round so we'll see where that goes hot wheels 84 with like the comment of the night did kessel buy jumbo's house since he owned san jose That's... boom boom there you go wow you know you're not wrong at this point you are not wrong. uh walter johnson was there wasn't there better coaches than bugner available last summer yeah i think so um i i would say yes yeah i mean gerard galan is still sit, is standing out there Got got a team to the Cup final. Uh, his first year as an expansion head coach. Uh, I mean, there there's that. There's Torts. I mean, you could even. I mean, do you attempt to even consider if you're going to make a GM move? Do you talk to the the gentleman that was uh, fired from the Rangers just a few days ago? Uh, Rains to be seen. Yeah, I don't know. I I think. Again, I've said this a bunch of times. Um, I think if the only time you really start to think, unless unless they just promote Doug Wilson out of his job and then promote one of his dudes to be the GM and work underneath him, um, I think if 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 Hasso wants to put some heat on the front office, he brings in a guy parallel to Doug Wilson. So I don't know. Like I, I still, if if they do something this summer that's what i would like to see them because i don't think doug wilson's gonna get like removed or promoted or anything like that so i think if you're gonna do something that's what you do you bring in a guy that's not a doug wilson guy to be like your president of hockey ops or something parallel to doug wilson and then go from there i concur with that i mean if you're gonna make a change you gotta make a change don't make anything that's parallel per se right well, you got, but you don't have. Who, what are you gonna do? Like, Hasso's gonna completely gut the front office. Doesn't seem like a. It doesn't. 
I mean, we've, I don't know. Does Doug Wilson, does he own any other teams? Like, do we have a precedent? That's the problem, right? Like, right. I don't, we don't really have precedent for this. So I don't know, based on what we've seen so far, that seems to make the most sense to me. Because he has guys on the business side. Right. Right. And, and I know they've made some moves there, but there's always been like, that's, I kind of use the business side as an example. And like, wasn't Becker and Totora basically parallel position? Yeah, they were in, they were co-presidents for a bit. Right. So, and that's, that's kind of, that's what I'm basing it off of. So I think if, if he followed that, um, if he followed that on the hockey side of things, like that's what I would see. Yeah. And, and, and let's be honest here, you know, we, Sharks have had a three-headed general managership for, you know, early on. So, you know, it, it wouldn't be unprecedented for sure. So with that, we'll bring a close to this one. In case you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out on tltownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. Ah, Ian, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Uh, I, you know, you've been on here a, a boatload of times, along with you know Al, Landy, uh, and Mark's been jumping on. You know, Felix yeah. jumped on, but uh, you've you've kind of been the main guy. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, okay, fine. I won't go that far. Jeez. Just trying to give you, you know, some kudos. Yeah, I don't. Jeez. I, 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 I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've done my part. I, I, I feel like I've done my part. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to pretend I'm the main guy because I think there's a lot of like, to be serious for a second here, and I, I do want to thank everybody for that has taken the time. I mean, Eric said we've been doing this for six years. I know I've been here on and off for those for those six years, but I mean it's super awesome to you know come on after a game and and look at the number of people watching the show and you know interacting with all you guys on twitter and everything like i i love it it makes this totally worth it i mean this is this is a passion project let's be honest here like we do enjoy when people support the show monetarily but we ain't doing this for the money folks let me <laughs> let me let me That's make for that damn sure <laughs> we, we we are definitely we don't do this for the money i mean we do appreciate all the donations and the super chats and everything else and it does help uh this show it helps pay for the overhead um and, and stuff like that but this this is a passion project and and the fact that you know you guys continuously come along for the ride um and you know and, and listen to what a, a dork like me has to say on the internet at 2 18 in the morning my time God. like it's it makes it all worthwhile and it really i really 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 appreciate all you guys and i love the support and i love talking with you guys again interacting with all of you guys on twitter um and you know the fact you guys keep coming back just warms my cold robot heart <laughs> um it, it really does uh and i i can't express enough of the, you know, how much that I personally appreciate you guys, you know, coming into the chat and it's like, okay, let's get the Ian rant out of the way. And tonight, wow, I like, tonight I think it was like the first show in a long time where I was like, shit, like there's, there's some pressure here. What am I going to rant right. about? I'm not like, I, 
my rants are gen like they're they're genuine, right? Like it's not like this isn't like a character that I play. This is just Ian talking hockey. Um, so sometimes like the rants are a little hard to come by because there's nothing to rant about, and that's fine too. Um, I just got to finish here quick, and then I'll I'll, I'll let you shut down the show. Um, obviously this is this is obviously my last after dark show. We have one more game. I believe it's Al is going to be on with you, so please obviously tune in for that. Um, I do want to thank the other guys um that do this show so that i can have a somewhat normal sleeping schedule like <laughs> right. super appreciate all of you guys um and i think everyone's done a hell of a job this year but again just because the games end doesn't mean uh things end at teal town usa um pretty soon um i don't know when for sure but we're we're gonna nail down a date i think we've you know, we've been working uh, on stuff. Teal Town, uh, Teal Tinted Glasses is going to come back. It's going to be right here on Teal Town USA, right on this channel, right on this podcast feed. Um, and we are going to bring that back. And I, I think we're going to change things up a little bit on it from what we did before. But I think you guys will still enjoy and we'll we'll figure it out. It'll be a it'll be a work in progress, I think, for for a few episodes until we get really comfortable with what we're doing. Um, but I'm really looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to, to seeing all your lovely faces in the chat for that, too. Um, and, and yeah. And then, you know, obviously me and Eric will probably come on here and just just to talk because that's what we do sometimes, whether it be like a playoff prediction or just, you know, eh, let's just talk about nothing. Um, Th that it'll happen. That's the, that's the thing is that, you know, while this has been for a lack of better term grind, I mean, th this takes a lot out of us. And, and for, I mean, like it's 1122 out here normally, and I'm on vacation this week, but you know, mm -hmm. normally I'm going to bed <laughs> at like midnight and I have to be at work at 5 a.m. So, you know, 4.30 comes really quick and and for you, but, you know, 2.23 right now in the morning as we're recording this live, you know, it's, uh, it's, it takes a toll. It, it's not easy, but, uh, I, I, I appreciate the dedication that you've given, given us over the years and, and the passion and the people love it. You know, uh, and, and I speak for everybody here, you know, uh, it's it's a ton of appreciation. You know, John, John, thank you very much for the Super Chat donation. Yeah. You know, uh, we appreciate you, Ian, Eric, AJ, Landy, Kevin, Laurel, and all Sharks fans. You know, and, and that goes for Jerk, Rocket, and and the whole crew here. Uh, yeah, Mark, AJ, uh, uh, Al, Felix. I mean, just, you know, um, a lot of people a lot of people put a lot of time in to make this work because without like it just it doesn't work without a lot of us just that's just the nature of it yeah. um and yeah i mean with it really it yeah i mean without it it really takes a village to to, to keep this place running and it, you know everyone's contributions are super super appreciated uh thanks again again john john thanks so much for the uh for the super chat again um but yeah, I, I mean, like I said, this might be my last show on After Dark for the year, but um, it certainly won't be the last you see of me um, no. uh, this summer. I'm, I'm sure we'll be around. And then, you know, and then, you know, before you know it, it'll be October and God willing, everything's back to normal. And and, you know, and, and we'll get right back to it again. So, uh, you know, again, just uh, thank you, Goal. And, and it's going to be a short off season. I mean, let's be honest yeah. here. We're gonna have, we're gonna finish up May twelfth. You know, 
We're going to have Pecnologists Sunday night, 7 p.m., like we usually do. Wednesday, mm-hmm. we'll finish up the uh, season for After Dark, and then Pecnologists will finish up the season uh, on their side the following Sunday. And then, you know, June 10th, I believe, is the draft lottery. And then yeah. late July, we'll have an expansion draft. We'll have yep. draft coverage. We will have awards coverage if somehow some shark gets nominated for that. Then free agent frenzy. <laughs> and, and you know, and you know, Sorry. AJ and I will be breaking down the schedule the second it comes out. You know, I so we'll be around. We will be around uh, doing everything we possibly can. Oh, my contact's losing. I better get out of here. Um, but, <laughs> but honestly, Ian, thank you as always. Yeah. You know, you, you are can, branded, I guess you could say, the angry Canadian robot. But uh, we we know you have a good a good heart all around. So I try. Yes. So now Ian's gonna go sleep in Candyland apparently. And uh, yes, I need to sleep because I do have to, like I don't work early, thank God, but I do work tomorrow, so I cannot Discord tonight. I apologize. So, uh, but the conversation will now lose a uh, will now move to the Discord channel, and we'll be back with you. Uh, tomorrow night for Pucknologist at 7 p.m. with AJ Rocket and Jerk, and then Sunday and then Wednesday night, excuse me, uh, the season finale of After Dark uh, with me and along with uh, Mark and Al uh, and maybe even who knows that that the last show is usually a, a free for all, so be on the lookout for that. Tell all your yeah, friends. Yeah, maybe I'll peek in quickly, but I'm I make no promises. All right, I appreciate it. And until tomorrow night for Pucknologist at seven, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow night for Pucknologists. Wednesday night for the season finale of After Dark. Good night, everyone.